0: This is The Me Journeys, and I'm Paige Tripp. I'm a mom of four girls who knows parenting isn't easy, especially when trying to raise mindful children. Here, I share the real ups and downs I face daily, and share easy and fun mindfulness tools to help make parenting fun again. Join me on this wild journey and help grow mindful, empowered children. Hey, everyone. It's me again. We are in episode five and it's a good week. So last week we talked about how um, getting back into reconnecting to our hearts can help us to manifest the things in our daily lives that we wish to see by being playful and fun and reconnecting back to who we are and getting out of our jaded mindset as adults and tapping back into that magical heart. That is 5,000 times stronger than our brain. So this week, um, I had some things come up, and I figured I'd share because I'm sure I'm not the only one who's been going through this. Um, I've been on my me journey for about 10 years, and I have major ups and downs through this journey. This past week, I had some old feelings come back in and... Kind of shook me a little bit because when you're on the healing journey and you're doing so well and you're feeling really great, and then all of a sudden something triggers you and you might not even realize it until it's too late and you're in the fields and you are hearing your thoughts come back into this negative space, you can be scared or feel like you're stuck or that you're not going to improve ever or that you're going to continue to go back and always cycle back into this negative feeling. So why do we feel this way? One, when we are manifesting and we are creating a vision of what we like in our lives, we tend to dream big. We have these visions and that requires us to then step up into this higher version of ourselves. We need to embody what we're trying to emulate into existence. So we need to then make space for what we're trying to manifest. So if we're trying to manifest a better relationship and we are not either exiting a relationship or feeling stuck in, or we are not setting boundaries in that relationship, or we are not taking action to open up space for things to change and grow, it's not going to happen which then creates the fear. So when we're feeling stuck, what happens is that we are being challenged to work through something that is coming to us. So for example, um, just today I had a little blow up with my oldest daughter and her and I, she's constantly challenging me and it's Totally fine and for weeks I've been doing great of keeping my cool, placing my boundaries and saying what needs to be said and then letting it go and it works itself out and it's great. Well I didn't sleep well to last night and I've been a little cranky and I was like no this is what's happening and we got into a little argument and I walked upstairs to take my break and I'm in my head like oh I'm so frustrated with her and all these negative thoughts are coming back in my head like, oh my God, you're never going to get this right. And I had to stop myself and catch my attention and be like, whoa, nope, we're not doing that again. Like, get that out of our heads. Why is this happening? You're, you didn't take time to meditate today. You didn't take time to nourish yourself. You didn't eat properly. You didn't get enough sleep. You purposely stayed up late because you wanted to do work and get things done. This is not on her. Take a breath. This is because you are not taking mindful action today. And so what else did it bring up for me? One, it brought up that her and I just aren't gonna ever get along. It brought up the fear that she's gonna hate me and that I'm not gonna be a good mom for her. And deep down, even though on the surface it looked like, oh I'm just upset because my daughter and I are arguing and that she's just never going to listen to me is not the actual feelings I was having. It was deep down under the surface, there was bigger feelings there, feelings of unworthiness, not being able to feel worthy of saying, this is my boundary. I need to use my computer. You can't play your game. These are the times I need my things. This is inappropriate to speak to me this way. However your boundary looks, that's on you, but again, not feeling worthy of being able to step into that version of myself is keeping me in a stuck place. So when it looks like we're, we're stuck and we're, we're not like we have made rapid growth and we're seeing changes happening, but then all of a sudden we hit this wall and we're, we're unable to push forward and move it through, we then have to go back in and be like, okay, well, what, why are these feelings coming back? And sit with them cry him out. I did a a meditation and if you would have watched me do this meditation you probably would have committed me because I looked like I was a total psycho. I (laughs) really cried, ugly cried so much and it led into a hysterical laugh and I just felt like I was possibly losing my mind. (laughs) um but afterwards when i i was able to feel like i released everything that i was thinking and feeling in that moment and everything arisen ar- i wrote it all down got it out even more cried it out hysterically laughed it out and i felt so much lighter and clear focused like okay this is what i'm feeling and this is what needs to be said to people and there's no more sugarcoating it. I can't move forward or manifest the happier life that I'm looking for until I'm facing what is blocking me. Until I do the work that needs to be done in order to shift it. And it wasn't hard work. It's work that is scary because we need to then challenge our worthiness of it. Am I worthy of setting boundaries for myself am I worthy of asking for my needs and my wants am I worthy of this and hearing yourself say that out loud you start to think like of course I'm worthy yes I am worthy and everybody's worthy of that but when it's in your head it can be really really heavy and you don't always feel worthy but that is when you're gonna feel stuck There is underlying feelings where it might just feel like you're just angry at someone, but what is really making you angry? That you can't stand up for yourself or that you don't feel worthy of being treated better than you're being treated. So how do we move through it? How do we get out of that stuck zone of feeling? One of my favorite books is um, by Dr. Seuss, All the Places You'll Go, and there's a place that it's called The Waiting Place where you're just stuck. Everyone's just waiting for something to occur. And when we start to manifest and we start to see all these things because we're taking action, we start to feel this momentum and then we get comfortable. Not all of us, but I'm speaking from my own personal experience. We, I, I got comfortable and I start to slow down on my mindfulness practices because I feel good. I feel, all right, things are happening i'm feeling good i'm you know i'm back to my peppy self and then i slowly reduce the amount of mindfulness i'm doing because it's just i get back into that comfort zone i'm like okay i don't have to make my life better cuz it's just going to happen and then boom i'm stuck i'm feeling stuck again i'm feeling in that that rut and it's because i am not nurturing myself it's because i'm not taking that daily action and it's not even a lot I'll give you an example of what my day looks like. Um, Nine times out of ten, I do not get time alone in the morning. So I usually am woken up by my youngest, bloody murder, screaming every morning. She wakes up since she was maybe, I don't know, five months. And instead of waking up and whining or saying up or mama, she screams bloody murder like someone's murdering her it's the loudest scream you'll ever hear so I'm usually woken up from a deep sleep by a blood-curdling scream and I usually fly out of bed because I'm so frightened and just completely caught off guard even though I know it's coming every day it's just every morning it's just like oh my god someone's dying (laughs) you fly out of bed and it's just a mess. Um, so that's usually how my day starts. And I rush so that um, no one else wakes up. So I don't have to have everyone else cranky. And then her and I go downstairs. I give her her breakfast. And I usually grab my journal. I pop on a quick little show for her. And I journal. Whatever comes to mind. Sometimes I do a journal prompt. Um, sometimes it depends on how tired I am. If I can't keep my eyes open. Or I'm having trouble feeling like I can't write because I'm so tired. Um, I'll just grab my coffee and I'll do simple gratitude. Every sip I take, I just will say something in my head that I'm grateful for or something or someone that I love or something that I'm excited for just to keep me in that like happier mindset space. And then I move forward and then I get up and I get my breakfast and then I get all the other kids ready do school drop-off then we come home and me and the babies go for a walk and play and we do the the chores and they take a nap and then I usually do more chores and then some work and then it's dinner prep and during this whole time frame I set two hour alarms so every two hours an alarm will go off and I have to find my phone turn it off and when I do I take wherever I am I close my eyes if I can, making sure everyone's safe. If I can't, then I keep my eyes open and I take my five to 10 deep breaths. The more agitated I feel, the more breaths I take. And usually I, um, if the kids are a little bit much for that day, I will let them know what I'm doing, but normally they see that mommy's alarm has gone off and she's doing her breathing. So they usually give me space or my youngest will join me and she will, um, breathe with me and so they give me the space that I need for that and they know when mom's breathing which is like not even it's like maybe a minute they usually will give me the space I need if not I usually just put like my finger up or I hold their hand and let them know like I will answer you in a minute but right now this is for me I need to recenter so I am a better mom for you and for myself and so um, during the whole day, that's what I do I make sure that I have those um, reminders to tap back in because it's so easy to forget to breathe and so easy to forget to remind yourself, stay positive and you know think of great things because what we focus on grows. And with children, your mindset can change rapidly. You can wake up one day and you are feeling, high as a kite and something will shift that mood everyone in your house could be angry for the day and if you're an empath like me you absorb it very quickly and if you are not taking those moments through your day to ground yourself and get back into your heart you are going to struggle as I do daily (laughs) so the breath work literally I tried um longer periods of time in between breathing but I found that two hours is like the perfect amount of time for myself. Play around with it. It, It's a great tool to use. Um, You can do it on Google. If you have like a Google Home or Alexa you can just let them you know say set a timer to go off every two hours and then you know that that's your family's breathing time or you can do it on your phone, your iWatch, whatever it is you have. Um, Yeah so Then I do my dinner prep and school pickup. Everyone does homework and we do the bedtime routines and all that great stuff happens. And it's busy. And so it can get really easy to forget to stay mindful if you're not taking that daily action, which then leads us to that stuck feeling. So my suggestion to you and myself is when these feelings start to arise we need to be a real mirror for ourselves we have to depend upon ourselves to reflect daily back to ourselves what is it that we need to do to get the life that we need it doesn't mean staying in this negative headspace because it's in my own personal world I usually get this like victim mentality like it's everyone else's fault that I'm not happy right now because I'm waking up happy and I'm doing what I need to do to make myself happy but everyone keeps showing up in these shitty little moods, my husband, my kids, everyone's just like Debbie Downer all day. They're all fighting, they're and then I'm little happy go lucky here and then I'm like all of a sudden out of nowhere, I'm hit by this big wave of emotions and I'm ready to lose it on everybody. So when I'm not being mindful with my breathing and I'm not being I'm not taking that simple time to slow down in my morning just to connect and get all my thoughts out, I show up as a different person. And it's usually a stuck person, a victim mentality person or self-sabotaging. I find myself eating crap more when I'm in those moods. So again, whatever feels best for you, If that means, yeah, you do have to wake up an hour earlier to go work out because that's what makes you feel best. Then you do that. For me, I've tried. I can't. And let me rephrase it. I could if I wanted to. I don't want to. I'm not a morning person. So I do not enjoy waking up. At 3 a.m. in order to have alone time, so I make sure that I do it. I use TV as my help because I'm home alone in the morning with my kids. So uh, my husband's out the door, usually right around the time the bloody murder screamer wakes up. So <laughs> it's usually um, difficult to have that support in the morning, but take that time. uh, Figuring out what works for you in your day to be mindful, to reflect, to purge any negative thoughts, to connect back to what makes you feel good is super important. And then later in the evening when you have more time, dive into that. Read over what you wrote in your journal and then like I highlight or I circle things in my journal that are um, big emotions and they seem surface level. And then I dive deeper into that and I journal about it. Like, okay, well, why was I feeling irritable this morning? What, what was I feeling and how am I feeling now? Is there anything that I'm realizing more? And I dive deeper and it usually ends up being for myself, this self-worth or fear of what it would look like if it changes because I'm comfortable when even though it's uncomfortable in the sense of like it's frustrating that everyone's in this frustrating feeling, it's comfortable because it's what I know. It's what I've always known with parenting. And so doing things different, meaning like for example today as well, one of the twins has um, occupational therapy and speech And she has not been feeling well and threw the biggest fit. She was pulling my hair, ripping my glasses off because she can't communicate with her words. So when she's frustrated, she usually throws these fits and really wants you to know, like, no, I'm pissed as hell and you're going to do what I need you to do. And for about 25 minutes of this Zoom call of speech, it was full blown meltdown kicking and screaming and I was already exhausted. And I was just like, Oh my God. All right. One of my, I closed my eyes while she finally settled on my lap. And I was, just, the lady was trying to talk to me and I was just like, just give me one minute, please. And I took a deep breath and I was just like, okay, what do I need? Not what does anyone else in this moment need? My Brooklyn's already settled. She's calm. What do I need right now? What does my, what choices do I need to make right now to make this the best decision and the best outcome? And it was to end the call early. We ended about 15 to 20 minutes earlier. And I usually will push her to finish because I'm like, no, we only have this once a week. You need to learn how to talk. And then I was like, okay, she's making progress. She's exhausted. She is sick. What does your family and you need for your best selves right now? And I was like, we well, need to end this call. She needs to take a nap. And I'm sorry that, that you know, if this is an inconvenience, but this is what needs to happen. And, and when we take that time to stop, connect back and really own what is happening in this moment, what fear is coming up? My fear was being looked at as like a terrible mom because I couldn't get my child to calm down. I couldn't get her to stop pulling my hair and scratching and ripping my glasses off. I knew that she needed a nap, but I was not giving that to her. And so she's trying to tell me that she needs a nap and I wasn't honoring that because I was fearful of what this woman was going to think of me. And when I really tuned in, do I really care what she thinks? No, because I know what my child needs. I know my child's not being bad girl. She's being a child who is tired and trying to communicate the best she possibly can to me what she needs. And I know what she needs, so I'm going to do it. And I usually fear that because the fear of being told you're a bad mom is overwhelming. And I know that I'm not. But again, when we're in those fight or flight modes, those thoughts come in. So getting stuck again, just diving deep and what is really really happening under there and really taking that time what even if it's just once a week if you're so busy ask for help from family or your spouse or anybody who you trust to come and watch the kids for you so that you can spend even if it's just an hour really journaling and diving deep into your vision of what you want for yourself and and connecting to your your heart really and and valuing yourself and Looking at what is really under all of these fears. Another fun thing you can do, um, which I didn't at first when I first started doing it. I was like, this is so stupid. It's never going to work. And as I start writing, it works. And again, you don't have to write. You can do a voice me- memo on your phone. You can take a video of yourself and then delete it. You can just go take a drive and talk to yourself in the car and cry and scream it out. Whatever it is, you know, is. I've done all of these. Um, so, or just sit in the, a bathroom or your room and look in the mirror and have a conversation with yourself in the mirror. You'll be really shocked at how it feels. It's uncomfortable at first, but it, it eventually starts to feel a little bit more comfortable. Like, Hey, it's, it's really at the end of the day, you and me yourself and no one else is going to be here to, to pull you up. If there, no one else is around, who's going to pull you up? It's you and yourself. So try to get you comfortable with that. And really look at what is going on under the surface. What is the real fear? Is it that you and your kid are fighting? No. It's because you think you're a terrible parent. It's because you don't feel you're worthy enough to say what you need. Because you think you're going to hurt your child. It's whatever is coming up for you. Really dig deep. Okay, well, why am I fearful that my kid's going to hate me? Because I don't feel worthy enough of love okay, well, why don't I feel worthy enough of love? And then continue to go down that spiral. Again, taking your time with this because sometimes going into those dark places can feel overwhelming and it can send you into a spiral. So take your time with it. This is not something that needs to be rushed, but it does need to be acknowledged that there's fears underneath our surface level emotions. And until we're willing to face those fears and and willing to really dive in and look at what is the cause of those, we're going to feel stuck and we're not going to have room for what we want in this manifestation process to enter in. That's why it's very easy for kids because if you ever notice what do kids do? They express themselves. You never really have to always wonder what a kid is thinking because they usually show it with their emotions. If they're pissed, they're going to throw a tantrum. And then these things just continue to occur. They they really express themselves and they're start, I mean, they might not use big words, but they get out as much as they can in with their physical, which releases that energy. So I know it sounds uh, all woo-woo to some people about energy healing and energy work, but physically letting out your energy is, even even if it's just on paper, physically removing it from your body actually moves it out of your body. If you're always in your head and just thinking where is that energy going it's staying in that area it's in your body it's not going to leave so in order to pull out the energy from your body there are journal prompts you can do there's journal just journal your thoughts whether vocally on paper through video form get it out and if you really don't know what you're thinking and you're somebody who has a hard time really connecting to that emotion Go and find a quiet place where you can go to yourself and scream out and say all the things you wish you could say and you can, I know it sounds wild, but you can beat your chest, you can punch a pillow, you can kick or go take a boxing class, do something physical that releases energy from your body, go for a run. These are all ways that energy can be released from your body. Take a bath with Epsom salt. Epsom salt is really good for pulling and extracting things from the body. Um, Take showers and put essential oils in there that help you. You can go online and Google um, best essential oils for energy. And, like, you can, if you like, you can connect to what feelings you're having, you can also Google what. essential oils are good for that too, but all of these, taking a cold shower and splashing your face with these are ways that we can release energy. And water is a very good way of calming the body and releasing things. And Take a meditation shower where you think of all the negative thoughts and imagine, I like to, when I'm doing this, I before I like really wash, I just stand under the warm water or cold water, whatever feels good for me in that moment, and I think of all the things that I'm thinking, the negative or the whatever. And then I wash it away. I wash my hair and I wash my body and I do all of that. And then I literally imagine every bad thing. And as I'm washing them, I'm saying, I'm really in my head, I'm like, I release you. You're going down the drain. I'm no longer going to feel this. And yeah, you may eventually still feel those things, but you're releasing, you're opening the door for more and more to be released. It's not going to all go away in one day but healing is not linear some days you can go weeks feeling great and then all of a sudden you're feeling stuck again and then that's when you dive deep again this is not going to ever stop you're going to need to reflect daily and it's just what's gonna happen and the more you do it the more you're gonna love it the more you're gonna crave it it's like anything good in your life it's always hard starting But once you really train the brain and you start to see and feel the effects of this mindfulness, you crave it and you know immediately what's wrong when you're not. Oh, I forgot to meditate today. Oh, I forgot to do gratitude. Oh, I forgot to journal. And you go and you do it and you take that time for it. And you are going to see changes happening more and more. And you're going to open the door for more room in your life to allow the good to come in. Because the good cannot come in until you make space for it by releasing the old. Whether that's your old clothes, getting your hair cut, um, cleaning out the clutter in your house, putting up the boundaries that you need to in relationships with your kids, or your spouse, or your friends, or your family. Letting go of relationships that are keeping you in the stuck feeling that bring up the negative thoughts daily distancing yourself with love. Ask God, source, divine angels, whatever you believe in, universe, to help you release these peacefully and without strain or tension. And make room because you are worthy of having all that you want. You just need to make room for it. You need to work on what is the fear holding you in this safety zone, the stuck zone. I know stuckness sometimes feels heavy for people, but it also is safety because it's you know what it is. You know what to expect when you don't know what to expect. You're like, oh my God, I can go anywhere. I could do anything and I don't. it's scary. I don't know what's going to happen. And that is overwhelming, but you can do it and you are worthy of good coming in. Repeat that again. I am worthy of all that I desire. Take a deep breath into that. Heavy sigh out the mouth. Relax the shoulders. Sit up tall. Take another deep breath in. And repeat, I am worthy of all that I desire. Take another breath and release it. Spend time today or in the next few weeks, really, or even just this week, because next week we're going to get another wonderful podcast idea. But spend time. Really focus on all the areas of your life. Every day, in the morning, journal out. Pick a topic of your life. So, with, for example, like I would do, um, my relationship with my children. What do I desire? What do I want to manifest with them? What what types of relationships do I want to cultivate? What do I want to spend more time doing with them? Journal all that out. And then, if I don't have time to sit and really dive deep into each idea that I have, then I at night. I go and I take my journal again and then I sit and I go, okay, we'll go through each one. Well, Why can't I have that? Why do I feel like I'm not worthy of that? Why is that not manifesting yet? And I dive in and I look at, well, maybe I don't feel worthy or I feel like there's not enough time or whatever it is. And we dive deep into that feeling so that we can move out of that mentality and step into the new reality that we want to create. All of these things that I am bringing up for you to try are ways that, Um, these are just like the surface level of beginning to heal. And if you are enjoying this, if you feel like it's something that you might need support on, I am here for one-on-one coaching for you, your kids, or you and your spouse together, uh, or partner, or whoever it is in your life that is working with you on raising children. I have, um, three different packages, um, the kids one is one month, and then the other two are three month programs that um, are available. And we really dive deep into your goals and your desires, and then I help you connect and pull all out what it is that's under the surface, and we help to re- and I help you to release that, move forward, and apply these mindfulness tools that are easily adaptable for whatever lifestyle you're living in. And I help you do that through physical activities of yoga, breath work, meditation, mindful soul work that helps you dive deep into your desires to live authentically. Honestly, I've tried psychic healers, going vegan, spending hours working out. I've tried everything you can think of. I've done therapy. I've had antidepressants. I've Done like everything you can think of to possibly create better. I've read every book. If you come to my house, you'll see thousands of books. Sporadically through my whole home, I'm currently reading four books at the same time. <laughs> one is a audiobook, and then the other ones are: one is for um, healing as an empath. One is um, being a light worker how to talk so your kids will listen, raising your spirited children. I am all busy on learning, I love learning. Um, And so I am here to support you and give you all the necessary tools that will fit your personal life. And we together can make big changes. So I hope that you even just check out the website the link is in my bio on Instagram. It's at period underscore journeys. Or you can just type in page trip and click the the website link in my bio and click work with me and you will be able to apply for um, a chance to work with me. And you can also then book a 30-minute consultation that um, regardless of whether or not I am opening or I have open spots, you can then still learn about ways that I can work with you and you can ask me any questions you have and then we can plan for a future date if there's no more available spots. So I really am here to guide and help you. I have free content on my page that I should be adding to soon. And um, I'm freshly, joining the coaching game so a lot of my content is minimal at the moment but i am slowly growing my content via youtube and all other platforms and i am so excited to be helping the world become more mindful and learn all these amazing tools i hope you enjoyed this episode and i hope you tune back in on monday next week for a new fun podcast i love you i'm sending you love and light And I hope the rest of the week goes wonderfully.